Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Welcome back from to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I am uh, I'm kind of slow today because this is the first episode we're recording after Thanksgiving and I'm still recovering from all the food I ate. So, hope you guys had an absolutely fantastic Thanksgiving wherever you are. Today is a special day because we have Jim Lee with us from Formosa Investing. From all you guys who are interested in learning how to go bigger, Jim is here to teach us a little bit about syndication. So I am super excited about this. Jim, thank you very much for hopping on the show. Thanks for having me, Gabe. Absolutely. Uh, I told you before we got on here, we like to start with stories. So why don't you take us back to the beginning of your story? How'd you get started in real estate? Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated from UCLA with the economics degree back in 2010. As many of you guys, real estate investors know that that's right after the 2008 subprime mortgage crash, followed by the 2010 European debt crisis. So it was very a very tough market for me good to time, find a job. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I struggled for a you know uh, for a year, um, and I was fortunate enough to. Um, build the skill set of selling myself. And eventually I landed an inside sales role at LoopNet. Now, for, for those who don't know what LoopNet is, uh, it's basically Zillow for commercial real estate. Um, not too long after that, Kosar bought LoopNet. And um, by working as an inside sales rep at, at LoopNet, I was able to learn everything about real estate. Um, I spoke to real estate investor, property manager, lenders, agents on a daily basis. And I learned the importance of having multiple stream of income. And that's how I started my real estate career. Very cool. I always thought it would be... Um, I, I worked in tech before getting into real estate. And I always thought like working at one of those you know, big real estate related uh, apps would be a really interesting experience. LoopNet, obviously, super super popular platform out there. Um, but the CBRE one, uh, even even like Zillow or Redfin or something like that, just to see the back end, see how that all works. Um, that would be that would be quite eye opening, I'm sure. Do you feel like you you uh, like that experience kind of launched your career into the actual active investing side of it? Oh, absolutely. Especially when Kosar bought LoopNet, I realized how important um comparables facts data uh, analysis how important it is into uh when you're underwriting deals and that's really how i i started not just you know um just practicing with numbers i think it's it's a good way to start especially if you don't, if you don't have any experience right out of, out of college and um, so I think I think that was really important, not only to speak to the people in the industry doing it, but also behind the scenes uh, running the numbers. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how, take us back. Like, what was the first deal you did? You got into um, into LoopNet. You were working as an inside sales rep. What was the first deal that you actually bought as, you know, essentially the GP to your own project? So the first deal I did was not a syndication. The first deal I started just like most people with a small condo, 600 square feet, two bed, one bath, 
uh, in 15 minutes away from my house. Um, self-managed. I did everything from A to Z, uh, dealt with the tenant, toilet, and trash, was very actively involved. And I did that for a year. And um, after that, I realized how much I don't want to be active and I want more passive. Um, so I basically started to build a system around it, uh, hire, you know, delegate some tasks, hire property managers to manage it. Um, and then I realized that's when the, you know, the mindset shift kind of uh, mindset started shifting because um, I realized that to have a property manager manage this one small condo, they, they're not going to spend much time on it. You know, they have hundreds and thousands of other units to manage and they're, they're just not going to put in the best effort in managing one small condo. And so that that's when I began to realize I need to scale this. I need to go after bigger deals so that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's easier to scale. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you, like, at what point did you learn about syndications? Most people, when they get into real estate, they, they start just like you did single families, maybe wholesale, stuff like that. Um, but it isn't until a couple steps down the road where you realize you can use other people's money, um, to, to invest into deals yourself. So how, at what point did you actually take the step to learn about syndications and then, you know, close down your first deal? Yeah, so it, it was a quite a bit of a journey, a um, lot of failures and struggles along with it. Um, so I was a W-2 employee for about seven years doing inside sales, um, went from corporate to corporate. Eventually, I decided to become a realtor to find my own deal, try to make a career out of it because I, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so I did a uh, realtor for two years and found out I wasn't a good fit in 2020. That's when one of my real estate investors uh, introduced me to this podcast show called Real Estate Guy Real Radio Show. On the show, they kept pitching about syndication, doing bigger deals, easier to scale. That resonated with me. So as soon as lockdown, well, as soon as we opened up uh, during lockdown, I went out to network with these guys and uh, never looked back. That's when I started to educate myself, started to go out to network with other syndicators and did that for the past two years and finally syndicate my first two deals last year. Nice, man. Congrats. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really take that long to get. Um, and that's what I feel like most people don't realize when they have this this goal of financial freedom in their mind. They don't realize how quickly it can happen, um, especially at these bigger deals. If you can if you can bring the deal to the table for for other investors to to invest in. Uh, you know, that that goal is is not that far away from you. Um, so it's cool. It sounds like you got it through a podcast. I love hearing that because, you know, we're on a podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you learned through the podcast. You went out, you started meeting people. Um, take us to that very first deal that you did as a syndication. How'd you find it? How'd you finance it? All that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So it was basically working through the people I met, uh, the network. So when I first uh, got out, gone out to network in 2020, I realized, okay, I have a piece of the puzzle, which is I'm able to raise some capital through the list of investors that I have created, um, co-calling and, and and driving for dollars, wholesaling. You know, that's what I used to do as a realtor. Then I realized that, okay, I have a lot of pieces missing. And I the the one most important crucial part is the track record, the experience, right? It's it's hard to, for me to sell my investor to invest in a syndication deal if I have nothing, no experience. So I needed to find someone who's, you know, a stage, two stage ahead of me, who has more track record and experience. And that's when I started to really uh, go out to network with, with an intention. And I found my business partner in 2021. 
we uh, decided to syndicate a deal together um, in California. <laughs> Excuse me, in California, because he syndicated about five multifamily apartments out here. But because of 2020 eviction moratorium, tenants not paying, um, he's decided to outsource the deal out of state. And so to source out the deal out of state, so to mitigate the risk, right, uh, for our investors. So we spent another whole year looking for deals out of, out of state. And we went to probably like 20 conferences, real estate conferences. Um, and eventually he well, introduced Why did you, uh, if I can jump in here, why did you go to conferences? What was the goal going to conferences? Because I've, I've actually had, I've spoken to a lot of people and I myself have been on the fence about conferences. Um, they're fun. I love going to them, but I don't. I can't always justify them. I don't feel like uh, they bring, I don't know. There's a lot of different opinions on how much value you get from a conference. Um, so what was your guys's mindset going into the conferences and what was your goal um, to coming out of it? Yeah. So in, in the syndication world, it's all about partnerships, right? Um, you, of course, you can do everything uh, by yourself, but it would take a very, very long time. It would just eventually you'll, you'll run out of time, resources, capital, whatever you name it, right? So it's a it's a team collected effort, um, and and you're 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 splitting the risk, the liability, right? You don't want to take on all the risk by yourself when you're managing a hundred plus unit apartment building. Um, and so the reason why we go to these conferences is because as a syndicator, we know that you know we know our strength our strength is for now is to be able to raise capital my business partner his strength is asset management right more on the back end so the reason why we we go out to conferences to meet people to be able to syndicate together is because we know that syndication is about diversifying your portfolio right you can invest in different syndicator right you can invest in different markets right any any states you want uh, that's attractive to you. You can invest in any asset class. We're talking about office, industrial, retail, strip mall, whatever you name it. So that's 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 a whole diversification. And and the problem, the, the the thing why we decide to go out to conferences to meet people is because uh, we know that each each uh, each person, each syndicator, they have their own niche, right? They they specialize in a specific market in specific asset class, and they've been doing it for five, 10, 20 years. And that's something that you just can't beat, right? We we know the Cal the marketing market in California, Los Angeles. We know this area. We live here. We have boots on the ground here, right? We're we're this is our niche, right? But if we if we're looking to invest out of state, we need we need to find someone that's that has that presence in that other in that state and in that class, asset class that we're targeting, which is uh, value add multifamily. And that that's why we go out to these conferences to meet people and uh, to continue to network, uh, because there's a lot of people in syndication where I'm I'm not sure if you heard of Hunter Thompson or mm -hmm. Bronson. Mm -hmm. um, these guys they they primarily just raise capital for operators, right? Mm. And then and, and they're they're not operating at all. So that's 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 part of the reason why we this is why we started this way, uh, because we're we're just we just don't feel comfortable and to to syndicate here in los angeles and eventually my business partner introduced me to this guy he's been doing it for 20 plus years and uh um, we syndicated a deal with him and it was good it, it, and and these these people that we we um network with these conferences these are all well-known conferences these are like think multi-family brad Sumrock, um you know michael blanc 
you know, Cam McElroy. I don't know if you've heard of any of these guys, mm-hmm. but you know, these are the conferences that we we typically go to. Nice. Was uh, is there any? I mean, you said thirty something conferences. Was there like one conference that kind of stood out to you that really had the most value? I would say the realist guy radio show is the one. The one I talked about is the one that really helped me uh, propel my career. Not only did I meet my business partner, I also met some really cool people, you know, because they they um, host something called the Investor Summit. It costs 10000 to be there. Uh, it's a 10-day event in Belize. What they do is they invite everybody from around the world that specializes in each asset class. We're not just mainly 50% is fit real estate because they're real estate guys, but they invite people from uh, coming from gold and silver background, cryptocurrency, oil and gas. Everybody comes together, bring uh, kind of mastermind together, kind of talk about the economics, um, the market, and so forth, and what to look look out for, what to prepare for. So I think that that's that itself. They it's uh, it's 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 <laughs> when you when you go to the this event, you're gonna come out like, what did I just learn? Like, there's so much <laughs> you get overwhelmed by the end of the trip. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I mean, I said before, I really like going to conferences. Um, I definitely haven't gone to 30 in a year, but uh, but going to conferences is definitely something that I enjoy. I meant to go to, um, which one was it? The uh, Multifamily Mastery with uh, Jake and Gino last, uh, just a oh, couple yeah. weeks ago. Uh-huh. But, you know, I'm closing a deal out there in North Carolina and things didn't line up, so I couldn't go to it. But I'm definitely going to be having on my list to, uh, to go to more conferences next year. Um, so when you go, it sounds like you go to these conferences to raise capital, to meet other GPs that you can partner with to, to yeah. deploy the capital. Um, mm-hmm. Is there, are there any tips, tricks that you can give people who want to kind of take on this role of being the capital raiser and deploying it into, into syndications? Um, any tips you can give them for preparing for conferences? Um, yeah, I, I would, I, I suppose like, if if only if you want to get into syndication, right? If you're looking to do bigger deals, you definitely need partnerships. Um, it's easier to get things done. What I've realized that is that uh, a lot of people, um, if you're not thinking big enough, if you're just thinking, okay, I just want to start off with four to fifty units or sixty units, that's fine, that's okay. But you don't necessarily need to syndicate. You can just ju- uh, join venture it. Right. Um, typically, what I've seen is that how I started, or how most people started, is raising capital by uh, going through your friends and family. Right. Because these people, they tr- they trust you, they know you. Um, they they might not even know what type of deal you're putting out, but they'll invest just in you. Right. And mm-hmm. so, I, I would say start off that way. But if you're really looking to do bigger deal on on your first you know time, then and definitely go out to network and. My advice is just be yourself. I think that's the that's the most important part. I think when I go out to these conferences, I used to be super nervous. I used to think, oh, these guys are so much so way ahead of me, like five stages ahead of me, and I, I, there's nothing I can relate. You know, I can talk to them, but I think at the end of the day, as long as you be yourself, like just be, uh, you know, transparent. And just let them know, hey, this is what I'm looking for, and I'm 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 just trying to get my first deal going. 
um, people who are so far ahead, they'll still guide you. They'll direct you, point you the right direction uh, as in like connect you with the right people. And that's what happened with me at Investor Summit, how I met my business partner. It was through someone that was willing to help me out just by connecting me with someone he knows. So um, that, that, that's, that, that's the advice I would give. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. Um, just be yourself, be completely transparent, open, uh, and just start making making conversations. You never know, especially at these conferences, you never know who you're going to meet, where it's going to end up. Um, yeah, it's always a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, looks like we have gone through our time. So it's time to jump into the quick question round. Are you ready? Sure. Go for it. Let's do it. It starts with education. Um, it could be books. It could be movies. Give me two recommendations, one for general life wisdom, and then one for real estate specific. Uh, education. Good, good question. So I love education. So I I'm constantly reading and the book that I read that was really good is, um, the Netflix, um, no rules rules. Hmm. So that, that book, the reason why I like it so much is because there's the the book talks about, there's no hierarchy in, in the, in, in the corporate system. Um, there's absolutely, there's like no managers, directors and so forth. Um, there's really no titles. I, of course there's, there's still In Netflix, like the company Netflix. They don't have yeah. Money. Yeah. 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 Read the book, read the book. It's very interesting. So they, they target, they, they hire like the top talent and they pay what they're worth. If, if the talent says, okay, what I'm worth in this marketplace is this much, the, the Netflix will match that. And that that's how they keep the best employee in the company. And and they want every single employee in the company to take ownership for, and have pride in what they do. Hmm. So then they don't have to micromanage each person. It's it's a very interesting book. So I would rec- highly recommend that book. Huh. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be interesting. I, I've always liked the idea of flat organizations, but um, I just feel like, you know, logically, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to I'm going to have to pick that one up. Yeah, right, pick that one. And another book is uh, Pixar. Pixar also talks about the same thing too. Huh. All right. It was. What's the name of that book? Do you remember the Pixar one? Uh, Pixar. Let me see here. I remember. It's 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 um. One second. I do love Pixar movies. Um, so I feel like yeah, me too. You know, if they've, yeah. they've got a good formula there, whatever it is, Creativity Inc. That's what it's called. Creativity Inc. All right. No rules, rules for the Netflix and then Creativity mm-hmm. Inc. Yep. Um, I'm going to have to pick those up. Good recommendations. Yeah. Two very similar books. All right. Next question is for your younger self. So let's go back to the gym who was just graduating back in 2010. Go back to him. Look him in the eye. Give him one piece of advice moving forward. Oh, this is a great question. I ask other people this question all the time. <laughs> what would you do? Would you go back here? So tell yourself. Um I would say just put yourself out there, you know, don't, don't be, don't be shy. Don't be, don't be such an introvert and uh, just explore the world and, and, and not be so close minded. Cause that's what I used to be. I used to think one way and I used to think my way is the way and um, whatever I, whatever beliefs I have is true, but it's not, you have to look at both sides of the coin. Right, you have to stay on the edge of the coin to, to make an informed decision. And I think it's good to look at all angles of, of uh, perspective. So, and and so now I, I I welcome, you know, debate. I welcome opposing views because it, it allows me to learn more. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's good advice for a younger self. Um, there are very few things in in the world that are black and white. Most things are shades of gray. So, uh, mm-hmm. and it's really difficult to see that when you're when you're younger. So, yeah. good advice. Uh, that moves us to the next question, and this is about the U.S. It's a big place, a lot of opportunity out there. Give me the single metro you're most excited about investing in today. Um, well, I have to be biased. I most of my properties are in Florida, so Jacksonville, Orlando area um the insurance have been pretty high out there though that's the economy the the, the market is really strong but the, the, the expenses have gone through the roof too Hurricane so you gotta kind of have to yeah. balance yeah I, I don't know i don't own anything in florida um but i i can imagine that you know the, the hurricane insurance storm insurance you know that kind of stuff is just through the roof mm-hmm. um, but like you said great metros the, the all the numbers are just sky high so you you really can't go wrong especially when a, when a, an economy is growing like that so yeah good recommendation um that moves us to the next question and this is about finding deals uh it all starts with getting in contact with that seller and uh, making an offer so what is your favorite way to find good deals i think it's just all networking now i used to make a lot of cold calls drive for dollars but now i realize networking is who you know is how you you're going to find the best deal and 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 through networking, I think um, I'm able to start building relationships with wholesalers, with other syndicator, with agents um, that that's uh, been in the market doing deals. And if you can provide tr- track record, they'll be willing to work with you long term. So I think that's that's very crucial to any real estate business success of your real estate business. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Uh, this is the second to last question. And this is about lessons learned. Um, not every deal we we do goes the way that we planned. A lot of times things will come out of left field and uh, and hit you in the face. So give me a deal that kind of went sideways. Uh, and what was the lesson that you learned from it? Yeah, great, great question. Um, so I would say my first syndication deal they say that the, to do your very first deal is this the hardest. Well, tell me more about it because I syndicated my first deal July of last year. That's when you know that's when the interest rate went crazy, um, and so we raised some capital for the initial the first deal, and we got retraded. Now, are, are you familiar with what retrade means? Okay, mm-hmm. good. So because of that, we had to pull the plug. The lead sponsor pulled the plug, but he was kind enough to transfer our funds and all the all the investors money into another deal so um lesson learned you know just be very cautious when the market is turning yeah that is uh that's a good lesson um and it's something that you can't really plan for because uh you know nobody has a crystal ball but um but it's definitely a good lesson to learn uh i guess the the lesson there would be to put uh you know make sure that your underwriting is conservative enough to where yeah. if things do go wrong um you can still get the deal done but you know sometimes that doesn't work out so uh yeah. so yeah good lesson leads us to the very last question this is for the listeners you've given us a lot to think about i'm sure people want to reach out get in contact with you what is the best way for people to uh to reach out uh they can visit my website for most and then uh, they can also follow me on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Formosa Investing. Cool. That is Formosa, F-O-R-M-O-S-A Investing. I will put that link in the show notes. So if y'all want to reach out to Jim, just click the little more in the description. It'll pull down that full description and there you can find his links. 
All right, Jim, that wraps it up. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. Thank you, Dave. Absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe, at the real estate investing club.com. And if you guys want to support the show, all we ask, like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.